Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our great sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I know it's been a rough couple of days for them, but as as I would have predicted in this in this new cycle that we all live in, when something bad happens, just wait. Something else bad will happen, and we'll all move on to the next bad thing. That's just how life works. Life works like that in Starkville, and what I mean by that is, hey, you just head by Strange Brew Coffee House, and I know that a lot of you guys did. They certainly appreciate their business. You know they've been taking care of us here in Starkville and in Tupelo for a long, long time. Great local business. Always going to be there for us. Appreciate you guys supporting them, and they will always be there to support you at Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner, I was you know, obviously at Duty Noble this week. I thought y'all looked good. I didn't see a lot of issues. I didn't see a lot of raggediness. I saw a lot of clean looks, and I, I would like to believe you guys are headed over to College Corner to get those new shirts, new hats, new polos, everything you're wearing, maroon and white. Plenty of great stuff to select. They've got the biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise in central Mississippi. They've got two locations in Jackson to serve you. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. And you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Drove past Humble Taco a couple of times. Packed. Lots of people there. I had a couple of people reach out to me and said, hey, I ate there, and it was fantastic. Thanks for the suggestion. Let's keep that going. Let's keep those local businesses thriving. And I'm Humble Taco, I mean, I'm not really doing you know myself any favors. I'm, t- I'm, doing you, I'm not doing you a favor because you just find it out. You just go there one time, and you're like, well, he was right. That guy was right because the food's fantastic. Mississippi Fair, I'm sorry, Mexican Fair with Mississippi roots. I know some of you guys are asking. About Mississippi Flair and Mexican or Mexican Flair, Mexican Fair with Mississippi Flair. All right, first off, anything with Flair, you know, I'm good for. But this is not my. This isn't like my Advantage Business System slogan. I didn't come up with this one. We're gonna go with what the people who pay the bills tell us to do on this <laughs> one, guys. So I appreciate the suggestions. Feel free to tweet at them, but I don't know. But that said, I, what I do know is the food is fantastic. The drinks are great. The atmosphere can't be beat. You need to head to Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant at Humble Taco. So here's what I'm going to say. Uh, Joel, I think, and you've, you, you've been watching social media the same as I have, I think there's some expectations for this show. I think they yeah. believe that I'm about to, uh, you know, that my temples are pounding a little bit and about to unleash a things that are true kind of rant. Mm-hmm. Guys, nothing could be further from the truth. And I'm not even being sarcastic. It was two, two SEC series in. Let's all breathe a little bit here. 2016, Super Bulldog weekend. Texas A&M came here and gave us the rusty claw. If you don't know what that is, don't look it up. <laughs> Shout out to Brian Scott Rippey. But they dominated Mississippi State. Well, what happened that year? They won the SEC. State, State wins the SEC and hosts a Super Regional. 2017, State got swept at Arkansas. 
got swept at the end of the year by LSU. What happened that year? Super Regional. 2018. I was on this show. Or maybe I guess it may have still been B&B. Saying that this is maybe the worst baseball team I've ever seen in my lifetime at Mississippi State. They were awful. Where did that season end? In Omaha. 2019, they went to Arkansas and got handled, swept. Where did that season end? In Omaha. Guys, people get swept. It happens. It's not ideal. It's not what you want, but it happens. And do I think a state's going to get swept a bunch more times this year? No. <laughs> I don't. Could they get swept against Vanderbilt? Sure. going to be tough to beat Rocker and Lighter, and then you figure it out on Sunday. But this is a good – I agree with Chris Lamonis. This is a good baseball team that played poorly this weekend. They did not come ready to play. They weren't locked in mentally like they needed to be. And Arkansas was. And Arkansas – I felt like Arkansas came to here with a point to prove. I think people feel like I think they felt like even though they were number one in one poll and they were ranked ahead of Mississippi State and a bunch of others, I think they felt like they had a chip on their shoulder that they were the underdog and they played with that kind of, of mentality all weekend. But I'm not about to get into panic mode just yet. Now look, you guys know me. Give it a couple weeks. You know, state doesn't do well in these next two series with Kentucky and Auburn. We can we can revisit this. But today? No. Not if you tuned in expecting Brian to rant and rave and froth at the mouth, I, I'm sorry to disappoint you. But, Joel, I will ask you one question, though. State did get swept by Arkansas this weekend. What's causing all that? <laughs> Which, I mean, I, I don't have anything that's greatly you know, wise to say here. Right. I mean, they just, you summed it up better than I could. You are the you're the verbalizer here, you know. You, the verbalizer. The verbalizer. You got the, uh, you know, the words to say. But no, I mean, it's a baseball series against what at least one outlet said is the best team in the country. Yeah. And you didn't bring your A game. Right. And you got your tail handed to you. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that you suck. It just means you played three bad baseball games against a really good team. Yeah. Um. I still believe. You went back through the ledger of the 2017, 2018, 2019. 2016. This, the, 2016. This pitching staff's better than any of those. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that there are people now screaming at their radio, yeah, but they can't hit. I mean. What was this team hitting in 2018 at this point in the season? They couldn't do anything when Allen and Hatcher and all those guys were freshmen. You had Mangum just like trying to single-handedly drag. Remember Luke Alexander was hitting like 210 all year. McNamee wasn't hitting in 2018. It was literally Mangum trying to drag eight other guys along with him. Yeah, and then, you know, towards towards the end of the year, they started getting clutch hits, none bigger than what Mac delivered, obviously. Right. But they, they started getting that timely hitting. Um, and look, this team, up until this weekend, had had timely hitting itself. Mm-hmm. People are, are letting... Three games cloud what you saw over the first 21 games. Yeah. And is it frustrating that Arkansas came and you couldn't even scrape one? Yeah, of course it is. (laughs) I mean, you would have thought coming into the weekend, worst case scenario, State's winning one of them. But you played bad in three consecutive games. Yeah. Against the best or second best team in the country, depending on what poll you look at. And it is what it is. 
you you move on and we'll see what happens like you said over the next two weeks if, if state goes out and loses a series to kentucky and loses a series to auburn you and i ha- we're having a different conversation in two weeks right but right now today if state bounces back and and i think it's very possible that state wins the next two series and you know you're sitting there at that point uh you're in the middle of you know you're, you're four series in and you'd be six and six in league play which i mean you'd rather be better than 500 if that's how it works out. But, you know, you're probably going to hover right around or a little bit above 500 all year. It's just, it's how this thing works out. Ask me in two weeks if this meant anything. But today, as we record this show, mm-hmm. it means you played bad against a really good team. Right. And that, and that's that's really it. Now, um, now, State does need to hit the ball better. Yes. I don't think there's no any question, question no about that. No question. Uh but other, I mean, look, they got to play a little better defense too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to start picking apart the weekend. But do I think that Brandon Smith's going to go out there and, and, and give up three or four homers every outing? No. Yeah. Do I think Christian McLeod's going to go out there and give up three homers in the first every outing? No. You know, I a lot of what I saw this weekend is basically a, a team that did not play good baseball against. One of, if not the best team in the country. They made mistakes against a team you could not make mistakes against. Yeah, they were giving extra outs to... Exactly. Y- you can't do what that. What Lamona you... said on Saturday was absolutely accurate after that game. That Arkansas had no momentum until Mississippi State gave them some. The state made the mistakes that put Arkansas into the game. Friday night, you got behind early and you couldn't dig out. And yeah. it happens sometimes. Sunday, they fought to the end and they just, they just, didn't, they just didn't get it done. Yeah, I mean, you, you think back to Saturday and... It's of course four to two yeah. when that that pop up that should have been caught to end the inning right. fell in. Yeah, let's say state catches that and you go to the bottom of the fifth up four two. Right, state's taking Bednar out after that inning. Well, state goes no, state would have been up four one. That that scored a run. It was four to one when that play happened. Oh, that's right, and then the three run homer. Followed. Right, but anyway, um, state goes to the bullpen there in the sixth, and that's when they they brought in Brandon Smith, and he got you know he got lit up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, was Landon Sims in the pen there? Like, was I don't, it, I don't no, know, but I mean, I, I, I'm going to guess available. they wouldn't have warmed up both of them at the same time. Right. So maybe not. But I'm just you know, if you go into the bottom of the fifth and it's four to one. And, yeah. I mean, well, it's then just you scored. Different. Remember, you scored there. So it would have been five to one. Yeah. So, so you're gonna, I mean, it's a, it's probably a, a different, it's a different game. game. Yeah. And then, you know, like I said, the, you have the other miscue there that, that's, that just allowed everything to happen. And you know, and it's still on Bednar there. He does throw up a, a bad pitch that gets hammered out of the ballpark. But he should have been in the dugout. Yeah. So yeah, and I mean, I, state. I look, we're playing the ifs and buts game, mm-hmm. which you can do all day long. I know that. But and then on Sunday, you have a game that finishes up six to four, and you know you had multiple opportunities over the course of that game to get just one hit that would have made all the difference. You didn't get it, and I get that, and and I know that's part of the frustration of the weekend. But it's not like. It's not like you come out of this weekend and think, oh, there's no hope. Or at least I don't know why you would think that. Right. I'm sure there are some out there thinking that. Now, does that mean that things don't need to be reshuffled a little bit? Absolutely not. Oh, Lamont- they, they, Lamontis would say that. And Lamontis and has never been that. afraid. to. He, he did it on Saturday. I think he would have continued to do it if Braylon Skinner doesn't get pegged on the leg. You know, And he had to bring in Brad Compass. Who, by the way, Brad Compass gets a lot of heat for a guy hitting 380. People were... Uh, People were like sort of confused. Now, he did not have a good at bat there in the eighth, but a lot of people were like, why Why would you let him hit there? He's in 380. What do you want? 
I mean, also, it's not like you have a ton of options. There. Right. I mean, what are you going to bring Drew McGowan? You know, I don't know. <laughs> Brandon Pimentel? Who, who Pimentel could do that. I mean, who hadn't Now, hit. Pimentel is a guy who might... I, I, I expect on Tuesday that we're going to see an unusual lineup. I think some guys might get the day off. Just just because it's Mississippi Valley. You're going to beat them. And if you don't, you got bigger issues. <laughs> but I, 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 I see that. I, like, I, I would not be surprised to see a bunch of new faces on Tuesday. Just just to get some guys a day off, reset your brains. You know, you got to play Thursday, Friday, Saturday anyway. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't mind suppress Like, if you told me right now that you're infield, I mean, Forsythe is probably still there, right? But if you probably if you go like Pimentel, uh, Leggett, Forsythe, who could play third? You know, could, is Kellen Clark, Clark ready to go to maybe get a start and then have you know McGowan? Probably still have maybe still have Rowdy out there. I don't know who you put in center, but I mean you could figure it out, right? I mean you could put Braylon in center if he's if he's available, a- available if he's I available. Don't I don't know what you what you do there, but I won't be surprised if they just sort of go after it a little differently, just just to get some guys, just get some fresh faces on the field and let your guys who are sitting out, who are who are struggling a little bit, just to just to see the game for a little bit. You know I'm looking at Rowdy Jordan's numbers here. He hit 321 as a as a freshman and 290 uh, 290 as a as a sophomore. In both of those years, I think started he was, out really bad. I think he was hitting. I think one of those years he's hitting like 090 or something like that. In, in Rowdy early Jordan March and, on March 23rd of 2019 was hitting 160. <laughs> he finished the year at 290. Um, let's see if I can find the same for uh, his freshman year. Okay, his freshman year on April the 18th, he was hitting. Uh, I'm sorry, on April the 14th, he was hitting. I'll go back a little further. That's because I want to get it as low as I can here. On April 7th, he was hitting 194. He finished at 321. Yeah. All right. I know Rowdy Jordan's going to get it figured out. I just know that. Now, Hatcher, I, 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 Hatcher is in a funk right now, but he did have two hits on Sunday. So maybe he can snap out of it a little bit. He was having, a, he was, he was O of his. Last eighteen before those two and, hits. And Hatch is—I know he's taking some heat on social media from fans of what, but Hatch has had some stretches where he is like yeah, he's been had good. some bad luck. Yeah, oh, no, this no year yeah, where yeah, he's yeah. like blistered some balls right at people. Now he's also had some stretches and he had a couple of games in a row where it was like warning track power just flying out. To, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's to, to he's played poorly enough that people have suggested, hey, maybe Brandon Pimentel should get some at bats here. Gets, I mean, that guy struggled mightily. A season ago, but I feel I know for a fact Rowdy Jordan's he's just going to get it figured out. It, it just it's going to happen. The guy is a good hitter. Hatcher, you got to worry a little bit, but I think they'll figure it out eventually. But like we saw with the left field thing, you know, Braylon Skinner came in. He's played well. If he hadn't gotten hurt, he would have started on Sunday. We've been talking about Kellum Clark. He has had some health issues. Maybe if he can get those figured out, that's one thing. I tell you one thing that I think State would like to do. Or they can't. They would like it, but they can't have. I bet they wish Landon Jordan had not left the team now, because Cam James is struggling again. Well, they didn't want him to leave the team when right. he left the team. Right. No. Because you could put it. Landon Jordan at third, and maybe Cam Jordan, Cam James could go to first. And I think that might cover up some of your your issues there, because you want to keep Cam James's bat in the lineup. He's hitting well. This is a bad weekend. There's no way to get around that fact. But this is not a season-ending weekend. <laughs> This is not a, you know, fire everybody and start over weekend. 
it is really something. And this is something we talk about in the press box a lot. Yes, we are talking behind your back up there. But MSU has some of the most knowledgeable baseball fans in the world. And then MSU has a, a portion of fans who act like this is the first time they've ever watched the game. Like they, they, they treat a lot of weekends like football weekends. Right. And they, not even the weekends. They treat every pitch like it's a game. Like, strike one. Oh, my God. I can't believe he just took that pitch. This game's over. Like, there's, there's almost 60 games in the regular season. There's 24 conference games left, as Tanner Allen aptly pointed out. There's still a long way to go. State still has series with – I mean, everybody's going to look at Ole Miss. Oh, they're 6-0. and They've played Auburn and Alabama. Yeah, and, and State's got coming up – I mean, they, they've got Kentucky, and then they've got Auburn. Auburn. I think later in the year they got Missouri. And don't they, they finish with Alabama. What, I mean, right State, now if I said, hey, State's two games out of first and, they're, and going into the final weekend when they're at Alabama, you would think they have a chance to win the conference because they're probably going to take two yeah. and maybe sweep the series. So, you know, I mean, you State have has been on the road. Now, LSU doesn't look like they're very good. They're one and uh, one and five, and now Vanderbilt's coming. So they're probably going to be one and eight when we do this show next week. But Arkansas is going to remain the number one team in the nation and should be a unanimous number one in all polls after this weekend. And you know, state on Saturday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday. I'm sorry, not Friday. Saturday and Sunday was in the game. You know, they led a good portion of the game on on Saturday and then just got away from them. Sunday they battled to the final at bat. So, just for me, I, I, me personally, me, the king of, neg- of negativity, the prince of pessimism, I am trying to tell you, I think it's going to be okay. I think it is. Too. All right. I mean, I, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna panic, then give it a couple of weeks before you panic. Like, what do you think states ranked when those polls come out later today? Uh first instincts like somewhere between eight and ten. Yeah. Still on the on the the periphery of Probably being like 15th a national and collegiate baseball news. Collegiate paper. baseball unranked, not <laughs> receiving votes. No chance. Yeah, they're they're out of that poll. But everybody else will have them. Yeah, eight to ten, and then on the periphery of being a national seed, and and you know you just got to keep winning. It's going to get back to winning. A four and a week this week would do a lot of good. I don't know that you can do that because Kentucky has been a little better this week. Kentucky has sort of benefited from the same thing that, that we're talking about with Ole Miss. They've played Missouri and Auburn. I think yeah. they took both series. But, you know, we'll see what happens this week and when they come to Starkville. Or, I guess, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, if you want to call it the weekend. Yeah, I mean, your bare minimum expectation now the for, the next two, for the next two weekends is you need to come out of the Kentucky and Auburn series at 4-2 and two bare minimum. And then you're, you're, you're back square. You're back to 500 in league play. And, and, and in all honesty, I mean, it's not – you're not too far off the beaten path if you want to, you know, say, "Hey, let's see if, see if you can go five and one over the next yeah couple weeks." <laughs> if you can go five and one in the next two weekends, if you can get a sweep, it sort of balances you back out because it goes back to what we talked about week one, right? Winning a road series gives you an extra. You you picked up an extra game, all right. Getting swept at home sort of puts you two games back, but you're only state should be three and three is what I would say. Instead, they're two and four. So a sweep next week, you're balanced back out. At 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 five and four, you're sort of where you thought you'd be. We're not going to panic on the, on thunder and lightning just yet. All right, we're yep. going to. And I know there's some. My man G Town Rob is probably very proud of me today. I hope he is. <laughs> he and the Bill Street Dog are probably like, you know, old Steve is just like, okay, hey, Dad's he's starting to come around a little bit. We're not going to panic today. 
We're going we're gonna to let the season play out. It's baseball, y'all. Come on. Y'all know better. All right, let's move on over to basketball. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Saw some of you uh, were hitting up Welcome Home Beef. I saw some pictures this weekend. Glad you guys are enjoying those great steaks. And, of course, if you follow them on Facebook like I do, you see that they are out and about at all these local markets where they are able to uh, to, to put their products on the shelves, burgers, roast, and, of course, those incredible ribeyes, New York strips and fillets. Just great stuff on the, on the shelf there. You don't want to miss out on that. Welcome Home Beef is a one-stop shop for any meat lover. If you're putting together a cookout, you are doing yourself a disservice if you don't call Welcome Home Beef. If you're out in the lounge cooking on the grill and you haven't called Welcome Home Beef, well, are you really even cooking out at that point? So it's time to get on, on board with them. Call them today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. You'll find out one thing is always the case when you deal with Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. I went. I made good on my agenda this week. I went to Two Brothers Smoked Meats, and buddy, you're not going to believe this, Joel. It was fantastic. Got a couple of first-timers in there, too, guys who had not been there before, and they were like, man, you were not kidding when he told us about Two Brothers, and it's just the way it is. Place was, you know, plenty busy. Great, by the way, so great to see this weekend uh, local businesses thriving. Lots of people there. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the numbers that MSU was putting out. I'm telling you right now, your beloved university was not fully truthful. I won today's attendance contest. You want to know how? I lowballed. Yeah. Came over. I looked out. We, we won a little contest. The SID comes over. like, you guys want to guess the attendance. Whoever's, whoever wins gets a prize. That prize is admiration. What I did is I looked outside, I figured out how many people I thought were in there, and I guessed about 2,000 less than that. And I won. I was the lowest without going over. And our closest without going over. Businesses were thriving this weekend. The Cotton District, full of people, great stuff. I love to see it. And Two Brothers, love to see it. Patio was buzzing. Food was fantastic. Drinks were flowing. What's not to like? Head over to Two Brothers today. Next time you're in Starkville, put it on your list. You can't miss a, a, a moment there. The food, the drinks, the atmosphere, it's just too good to miss. Advantage Business Systems wants you to take care of you. They want to take care of your business the way they've been doing for nearly 50 years in the state. They have helped so many local businesses. And how do you know that? How do you know that Advantage Business Systems helps these businesses? Because they're still in business themselves. You don't last 50 years without getting the job done. I promise you that. So why don't you find out how you can get a great selection of information technology to your business along with great customer service that you expect from your neighbors. Call them today. Find out how they can help you. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. You'll find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. You were talking about the Cotton District being packed and, of course, the stadium was pretty full all weekend and things. It really does feel like, to me, maybe it's just because I love baseball, that baseball has, like, healed my mind a little bit in that, it's as normal as it's felt since all this stuff started a, a little over a year ago. I mean, being at the dude, yeah, with all the people there, and they, it just—it almost feels like the world has reset yeah. a little. It bit. feels like it, we we just sort of stopped and got back on, you know. <laughs> and the world, yeah, the world was not spinning for a while, but now we're back. It just felt this weekend, aside from having to wear a mask, yeah. it felt totally normal. Yeah, because football never felt normal. Never, at any point. Basketball has really not, never felt normal not. at all. Basketball, to me, was a lot more weird than football. Because you're sitting was. there basically with like 20 people. And uh, But baseball, 
This weekend, it especially. has felt extremely. And even before normal. that, like non-conference, especially midweek. I mean, those crowds weren't that different than what would have been under normal circumstances. Yeah. But this weekend, I mean, I know they announced like six thousand. There were eight or nine thousand people there on Saturday. I believe that. Oh, I do too. So. And then starting for me, and a lot of you guys too, I know we're MLB fans, but when the Braves start playing later this week, mm-hmm. opening day right here around the corner, and there's going to be some folks in those stadiums too, it's really going to feel like, all right, back in the saddle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, basketball. Uh, uh, two years ago, Memphis had the number one recruiting class in the nation. They signed seven players, four-star better, including two five-stars. Now, both of those five-stars are in the NBA right now. But five players remain from that class. And yet somehow they are in the NIT Finals. So if you're wondering why, gosh, State didn't really look good. I mean, they were playing a team that from a talent perspective, we always talk about State and like their talent should be a little bit better. Or like, you know, I'm sorry, that their, their talent makes you think they should be a little bit better. Memphis's talent makes you think they should be playing right now in the NCAA Tournament. But they aren't. Because Penny Hardaway is not a real coach. That said... I give State a lot of credit on a day where DJ Stewart and Iverson Molinar basically did not show up, and I can't really fault them. They're out of gas. And your third leading scorer literally didn't show up because he couldn't. Couldn't play. Four, look, if you guys have been paying attention throughout this whole you know, COVID thing, you know that I have been a pretty big advocate of erring on the side of caution. I'm a mask wearer. You know, I, 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 I try to follow. I, you know, when, when we were doing quarantine, I stayed at home for the most part. I just went to work. I went to the store when I had to. That was pretty much it. I've been pretty a guy who's been pretty, you know, if you want to say towards the left of, of you know, center of where I believe. But I am just amazed that a guy can test negative four times and five. can't five, five. Five times and can't play. That is just silliness. All right? What's the point of testing? If you're going to test a guy five times, get five negatives, uh, ah, we're still not sure. I mean, I, I just don't get that. I mean, I, w- I wonder what the number is. How many days in a row was he going to have to test before they would have been like, you know what, you can play today. Yeah. I, got, I, mean, what, I guess what, 10. But, I mean, can you imagine? Well, but, I mean, he made, I mean, I think he was. He, he made the trip. So, like, yeah. they, they took him. I don't know. I don't know. What I don't a weird know. Situation. But regardless, I think you saw some flashes today of what the future looked. Davon Smith looked really good. And Cam Matthews. If that's Cam Matthews, if that's the guy I could have next year, this team's going some places, all right? They fought hard against Memphis, but they just didn't have enough weapons at the end. Especially, like I said, Molinar and Stewart, who had given so much to get to that point. I and mean, you really didn't need Molinar and Stewart. If either one, if of, either them, one of them had showed up, you might have still won the game. Yeah. They fought back, down 13 nothing at the beginning of the game. They claw all the way back. Anderson Garcia. What a play. I like Anderson Garcia. I hope. There was some we were talking about him in the press box. They're not sure, you know, because he's 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 behind some guys, obviously. But I think he can be a contributor next year if he stays. Um, but then in the second half, Memphis just regains control and just takes the NIT championship. But at the end of the day, and this is how I put it: if you look at this season as a whole, if you don't break it down individually, just like what were your expectations in November? How did they finish in March? Yep. This, t- this season was a success. It was an unmitigated success. They did better than I thought they, they would. They did better than I thought they would do. If you break it down game by game, you'll be disappointed. They underachieved. So, Joel, how do you choose to view this season? I view it as they did better than I thought they would do. Because I, I think that they were better than I thought they were. <laughs> um, 
I didn't have very high expectations for this team. And then they came out so hot, and, and we're, I think we're, you know, four and two in league play at one point. Yeah. And you're kind of like, man, not only are they better than I thought, they're good. Right. <laughs> and and the, then over the next the seven, Texas eight games. The Texas A&M game, game sort of bust everything, busted everything up. Yeah, that Texas A&M Ole Miss couple yeah. of games, you just. And they just, they, they, because we remember, I remember talking about it, I was like, look, they have Florida, Texas A&M, Ole Miss. They need to go two and one in that because the next two are at Alabama, at Tennessee. They went one and two, and then they lost. So they were one. They went. They lost four out of five, and then just then they had the Vanderbilt loss, which was bad. Um, they, they just couldn't get. You know, they they had the lead at Auburn and couldn't hold it. They had the big lead early on Arkansas, and then they ended up getting run off the floor. So when you look at it game by game, it can be disappointing. But yes, go back to uh, November when we talked about this team. When we previewed, it, and I said they might be on the NIT bubble. That's exactly where they were. And they ended up having to, you know, they had to have some luck to get into the NIT. Teams had to opt out. But State grabbed the opportunity. And that, that's, that, that to me, was very encouraging. Because it could have been a situation where, like, we didn't expect this. We're really not, you know. And they could have just gone and, you know, can you imagine coming from Mississippi to Texas and just dropping your first-round NIT game? Who would do such a thing? But they beat a St. Louis team that was could have been, a could have been an NCAA tournament team. Um Oh, Richmond, gotcha. Richmond, Richmond, um, and then Louisiana Tech, and you know, then they ran into a team that, from a, again, from a roster perspective, should be much better than the NIT finals, and just didn't have enough weapons, enough gas. I, I think if they, I think playing back to back days, which is weird for basketball. You know, Howland mentioned that not only did you play back to back days. You got done with your other game at like what you know four thirty p.m. Yeah, and then you're back on and the court. Then you're back 11. on the court. Like, why is the what, you'll 15, never fifteen hours later? You'll never make me understand why the championship game is played before the third place game. Yeah, because I mean that a, makes no sense from a viewership perspective. After you've crowned your champion, who cares who wins third? Yeah, who won? Other than know? those two fans, do you know who won? I have no idea. no clue. Don't care. <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. But regardless of all that. I think with a little more rest and with Tolu Smith, State could have made it more of a game today. But it is what it is. And I'll say it again, and I feel like I've been ringing this bell. If everything goes according to plan, if you don't have a mass exodus, if you can tell me next right now that in November of 2021 that DJ Stewart, Iverson Molinar, Tolu Smith, Derek Fountain, Davon Smith – and a few other pieces are all here in Starkville. I will tell you, I think that that should be an NCAA tournament team, and that should be the standard you hold Ben Hallen to get to the NCAA tournament this year. Because he just took a team, they lost their four leading scorers. Four, they basically lost 60 to 70 points per game. I don't know how many points scored, State scored last year a game, but they lost between, I guess, probably closer to 50 to 60 points a game, including the SEC Player of the Year. Two guys, you know, he and another guy, both NBA draft picks, and the SEC Sixth Man of the Year, and a three-year starter, yeah, at point guard. He lost all of that, and still made it to the NIT final. That's a pretty good coaching job, whether you want to admit it or not. It's a pretty good coaching job. Mm-hmm. He, again, if you take it as a whole. If you, so we're going to do that. We're going to look from from five hundred feet up at this season, and say, 
Now, I will say it, but I have to. If Ben Allen asked me, like, Coach, you need to make the NCAA tournament next year. And you, I think you need to make it with a degree of comfort. I don't want to go into the last weekend saying, last four in. I want, to, I want it to be like 2019, 2020 was, where you were comfortably in from December on. Your net was in the 20s the whole time. You knew that that team was going to be good. Simple as that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's what that's been, a fair expectation. I mean, it's what we've been saying now for weeks is that next year certainly looks like a <laughs> make it or break it year, in that you make it to the tournament, or you know, decisions might have to be made. I don't, I don't know. I mean, we'll leave that to the people that make a lot of money to, to make those calls. But outside looking in, that's kind of what it looks like for now. Yeah. But the good news is, as we've kind of laid out here. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you made me predict it today, they're in. They should be in. Uh, honestly, you know, they should be competing for top four of the SEC in the double bye, I would say. They should be. You know, I know Kentucky's going to be better next year, but this is a team that. I mean, I, I don't know what everybody's I doesn't, back. doesn't, But it doesn't matter to me. This is one of those things where I'm just looking at what State has, and I just go from there. Yeah. I mean, like, like that, that, that Alabama team, if they're bringing back a lot, I mean, they're obviously. <laughs> they're obviously preseason. Top in the SEC, anyway. They should be. Kentucky will be there, and then we'll see. Yeah. What this NIT run did is it makes you excited for next year. Like, if if State's basketball season had ended with that drubbing by Alabama in the SEC tournament, yeah, you beat Kentucky the day before or whatever, and you felt pretty good about that, but you still kind of were a little bit, eh. On the yeah. basketball season as a whole. Yeah, especially the way you got blown out by Alabama. Yeah. That's, that was going to be the last taste in your mouth that was bitter. But now, I think the majority of folks that follow Mississippi State basketball are kind of like, hmm, kind of excited to see what they do in November. I agree. I agree. Because I'm, I'm I'm, pretty dang intrigued to, yeah. to see if this team can can they, build on it. That team, they need to do what they did Quint Q's senior year. They need to dominate non-conference. Build up as much excitement. So that when that first home game comes, people are just chomping at the chomping bit. at the bit to get there, and then they will immediately lose, and we can roll the ball back up the hill again. <laughs> but but till then, we'll just go with what we know. That, that I and like you sort of, this was just enjoyable. It was fun to watch. They played hard. I enjoy, Abdullah do nothing but respect for that guy. Oh yeah, he left he left nothing behind. If this was the end for him, I mean he played some I mean, offensively. The guy's just limited. But defensively and, and, and doing things away from the ball, the guy was a monster this entire tournament. I wonder if there's any thought in Abdul's mind to maybe give it one more go. If he wants, maybe he wants to be Dr. Adu. I mean, I, I asked Ben today on the, in the postgame press conference about it, and he, he gave the standard coach answer, well, we'll have that talk yeah, have that later discussion. on kind of thing. He so. might. You just don't ever know. But, man, he was laying guys out on screens today, hustling. I mean – I like to see that, you know. I would like to see Abdul. If only you could play six guys, because I'd like to see Tolu have a bigger role down low. But we'll see. I feel pretty good about it. I feel pre- I I feel pretty good about Mississippi State men's basketball. What a positive show! I we're think having you've today. been hanging around me too much because I, here you are talking about how positive you're. Right. You know, you know, negative with baseball. You're optimistic. I mean, if we about talk basketball. a little football, Mike Leach seems pretty positive about his team as well. So. So there that goes. All right, tomorrow's show, uh, we'll have a couple other things to talk about. We'll figure figure some things out. i got a good interview set up for later in the week. We'll talk about that. I'm not gonna, I'm just going to tease it right now. Uh, we've got the rumblings. 
Positional breakdown this week is wide receivers. That should be a very interesting one because uh, there's a lot to talk about there. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday series with Kentucky. Big series for Michigan. They need Welcome to Welcome home, Nick Mingione. Yeah. Has he been back? Probably. I, I can't remember. Would have left after the 2016 season. Is that correct? He, did, he, did, he, never, he didn't work on Kansas staff. He didn't work Andy, staff. did he? So, no, because it was Andy and, and Gotro and uh, Wes so yeah, Johnson. So he would have been – yeah, because so then he would have been on the, the he would have been the Kentucky coach who came when Rick Rooker had that monster uh, series. He would have been coaching. Yeah, okay. that's right. Yeah, he's been back. Okay. That's right. Because now that you say that, I remember walking out of the stadium that night. Yeah, and seeing him. And, yeah, so there you go. He was here. All right, guys, have a great night and a great uh, great Monday. We'll talk to you again very soon. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.